one pair of shades And you can't see my eyes Unless my head is bent You dig? Welcome to another episode of the Tiki Time Podcast with your host, Tiki Mike. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Junior. Yes, everybody doing? <laughs> and myself, JC. Bad hey. beat Brandon could not make it tonight due to his brother's born day, but he did hammer the Celtics money line in game two against the Bucks. Happy birthday, Jared. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, lukewarm birthday. Is that what's what's like the medium version of happy? Like, no, I don't no. want him to be happy, but I don't want him to be like sad, like average birthday. Yeah, like regular day. Hope you have a day. Uh, not a Monday. There you go. But having a day is also somewhat positive. Not so. a Monday, but not a Sunday. I hope you have a Tuesday evening. Oh well, it is exactly. There you go. He's having exactly that. <laughs> so let's kick this episode off uh, right in Junior's court. We're gonna go right to the Jets draft. We're gonna talk about who they got. Yeah. Uh, you want to start us off? Oh, yeah. No, very, very excited uh, about the Jets draft. So one of the best possible outcomes, Quinn and Williams falls to three. We love it. Uh, phenomenal interior pass rush guy. Also a phenomenal run stop guy. Uh, I think we have studs at every level of the defense now. You have CJ. You have Jamal Adams. You now have Quincy and Leonard. And then maybe, you know, our guy Trumaine Johnson on the, at a cornerback can maybe get back to his previous form with a better defense around him. You mean be worth the money? Be worth the money, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> still have some money to spend, though, so it's not like... I mean, yeah, Jets are in a good cap situation until they have to pay Darnold, but that's like four years away, so that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then, you know, so we didn't end up trading down, so we didn't end up having a second-round pick. Yeah, but then I feel the- like that was a good hold by the Jets not to just reach for that second-rounder, kind of let something fall towards them. Yeah. It was, because it didn't seem like anyone was dying to trade up either, mm. you know, so I don't think we would have gotten what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. And then we got Jachi Polite at the third round, who didn't interview well, but has all the talent in the world. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, ja- Jachi. Is it, Jachai. 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 J-A-C-H-A-I. Wow. That's like so a combination of I think it's Jachai Polite. Sounds <laughs> like Jachai. I mean, either way. We're going we're gonna to say all the pronunciations because we're going to hit on one of them. You got to think. JJ. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Yet, uh, and then we drafted uh, an offensive <laughs> tackle out of USC who knows our boy Sammy Darnold. Oh. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we do here. Uh, how you guys feeling? I, I heard the last podcast. So have your feelings changed about you're drafted all oh we want to get right into it why why we were having such a nice conversation i don't know i don't understand like all positive vibes you know the jets are going to be like are they going to be good i don't know i just you, wanted... you seem to think they're going to be good that's cool i was choosing to not think about what happened on thursday um i it well, thursday more, wasn't thursday didn't happen there's more days to the draft than just thursday yeah, yeah. okay but Actually, you know what? Thursday did happen. Thursday because happened. I don't know why the draft started at pick seven. I'm not sure, like, like that was weird. Yeah, my Like, how they just broken. started airing the draft at pick seven, and that was kind of fucked up ESPN. But seeing Dexter Lawrence get picked, we talk about that on the Instant Reaction Draft, uh, Instant Reaction Podcast about the draft. Um, people were iffy. Some said it's a very good pick. Some say, you know, like, why are you picking a... Uh, what could essentially be a two-down player at 17, but I think he perfectly fits in the Damon Snacks role. 
uh, after we uh, traded him. I don't know why we traded him. Like that was one of the one trades I did not agree with for his contract. You yeah, but I, I think he was he's the best run stopper in the league. Like I think he was worth the contract. Cool. But anyway, regardless, well, when you're rebuilding, it doesn't yeah, make sense. it doesn't make sense. Full but, rebuild. But I was upset about it at the time, but now I'm happy about it because it seems like we kind of have a guy who may be able to fill that role, at least to, I, I'd say, I'm not going to go out and say he has, he's going to be the best run stopper in the league, but he definitely has potential. You know, he was kind of overshadowed, overshadowed by Christian Wilkins last year because they kind of play the same position. Christian, Christian Wilkins obviously, or arguably, was the better prospect, but I'm excited about him. And then... What we didn't touch on in the instant reaction podcast right. was the Giants actually traded back up into the first round for DeAndre Baker at 30th overall. Which go dogs, go dogs. That filled an immediate need. Uh, Jim Thorpe Award winner. Oh yeah, best defensive back in college football. Uh, some concerns about his Achilles, but you know could just be the next Kobe Bryant. So, was it was it Achilles? It was Achilles. Okay. So he has Achilles heel injury uh, from last season, I believe. No, but he played all. He, I think, it might have been two years ago. Two years ago, so yeah. So what it over comes down it, to is he's he's past it. But I, are you aware of the stat that he's only the led, stat, yes that he's only laid up one touchdown in his entire career in college? Right. So he's he's basically just a god. And like, what was it like nineteen hundred pass pass attempts towards him, only one touchdown? We're talking about Baker Island here. Yeah, that I mean, it, there there was there was. Discussion about, I think it was DeAndre Baker or Greedy Williams. People were kind of like, who's going to be the first cornerback to go? Well, Greedy fell. Greedy wasn't even the second. He fell a little bit. He wasn't, he wasn't the even the second cornerback taken. Right, he fell. Yeah. So, no. but I mean, but at the same time, the cornerback class was also like people. Who was it? I don't. One of the draft analysts said that like he asked twenty different teams who the best cornerback were cornerback in the draft was, and everyone gave a different answer basically. So, I don't know, maybe it was a toss-up. Uh, what I found interesting was um, after we traded back we traded back up to take DeAndre Baker going into day two, two of the first three picks were cornerbacks. So maybe there was like a little, like once the first one was off the board, people were like, okay, we got to get our guy. Right, there's a there's a cornerback competition that just yeah. immediately surged from the Giants making that pick. But I did want to jump back to the Jets. I feel like we just hop-skipped – yeah, he half skipped right through kind of all the content. Uh, the Jets walked away without a center, but they did get a corner. So that was, you know, one of their big needs. Uh, I wanted to say the rest of the names because I'm not really good at names uh, pr- and, you know, pronouncing them. So Jakai Polite was the linebacker they got in the third round. No second round picks. Chuma Adoga, a tackle. Is that correct? Chuma Adoga, I feel like that one's the easiest to read. <laughs> Trevor Wesco, tight end. They got him for blocking. Uh, Junior clarified yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, that'll be that'll be a good pick outside of uh, our other tight end who broke out last year. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. I, Someone help me out. That doesn't sound like much of a breakout. No, but he, he, did, he had a breakout year last year. Uh, really one pick the that they got in the fifth <laughs> round. Jason Morrow. <laughs> fifth round picks. You know, a lot of people say they don't matter. They got Blake Cashman, a linebacker, walk-on from Minnesota. Surgery on both both of his shoulders last year. Uh, I've had some shoulder both? injuries myself, and How do you that get sounds like it's terrible. How, how does both happen? What is he? What is he walking around like? Does he look like the guy from SpongeBob that always has like the broken full body cast? 
I got to imagine is that, that, a that might be an accurate. That might be an accurate representation. Right, How's well, that reference better well, than my Kimmy Gibbler one? Yeah, I, I definitely understood that. That was definitely more of a relevant reference. The last one is my favorite name. Like I want to go for that. Bless Juan Austin. Bless Juan. It's like Juan with the word bless in front of it. Bless it's, up, bless Juan. It's amazing. Well, I mean, okay. So the thing with the tight end is uh, Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon had a nice breakout right. year last That's year. Was. So Trayvon Wesco on the other side of him, when we have a two tight end set, he's going to be a nice blocker for whoever. You know, our, as you said, our offensive line's lacking. So it'll be nice oh, yes, to have so a nice blocker tight end. Trevin, not Trayvon. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, I mean, what? So fifth. Fifth to seventh round picks, they're they're kind of flyers anyway. Yeah, right. Even exactly. a chance to make nope. the team. So if if those guys were at the top of your board, I'm okay with taking that at that yeah. point. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is all the Jets fans I talked to, especially Junior, guarantee that the Giants would not have a chance at Josh Allen. Uh, they weren't Why? entirely wrong. Maybe they knew Gettleman wouldn't get him and was getting Daniel well, I didn't, Jones. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, he was there. And he was. a lot of people said he wouldn't be there. So Yeah, well, he fell because the Raiders kind of fucked up. Who the fuck is Clellan Farrell? I mean, yeah, the Raiders fell. But, but like, to take, to take him top five, I don't Yeah, well, that's basically... I mean, I'm not a scout, but... It's kind of what you guys did with Daniel Jones. Yeah. That Wait. Raiders fan's face after was too priceless. It was like... The what about our faces after number Did you six? see Rubeck? I did. Yeah. I did. License, LPG. Coach, license plate guy. I did appreciate how they had a camera in his face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his reaction was basically spot on with all the other fans. Hands on the head. Obviously, he, obviously he's going to love him. He's close with all the players, but uh, not who you want at six. That That's going to be said forever. Uh, special shout out to Chris Bishop, one of our avid listeners. His quote was, Danny Jones is the truth. Uh, com- coming from a Celtics fan, that's a pretty big thing to say. The he area has one Patriots fan, though. Yeah, he's a Patriots fan. Okay, so he thinks Danny, Daniel from, Jones is from the Boston. Truth, you're just you know you're locked in at all of those. Um, Why does he think Daniel Jones is the truth? Yeah, uh, I think he's just saying that to get me hyped up. Uh, good friend of mine. I don't really know what Tiki Mike's doing. He's trying to mess with the set right now. Well, I'm just pe- I'm just peeping in the. Upcoming. You know, I'm sorry. That's allowed. That's allowed. Um, let me just do one of these. Okay. So next, let's see. So we're still talking about Daniel Jones, but what's what's the argument against him at Duke having like, you know, bad stats? Like everyone's him? saying it's garbage. Like, yeah, let's, oh, you're let's saying talk cons just first a, and then we'll go to his pros. Okay. Cons. Um, very rarely does a QB's production – uh, increase when he goes to the NFL. He didn't have great stats at Duke. Uh, you could argue like for like you could argue that Duke as a whole is not a great football team. They don't get great recruits, but at the same time, it's like uh, how much can you how much can you blame? Like, can you put all the blame on like receivers dropping balls, or can like is there really something wrong there? It we watched. Uh, T- Junior and I, we watched every throw of Daniel Jones against Clemson, which was one of the few legit defenses that he played against. He made he made some good throws, but there were there was much more bad than good. Was but, it a lot of he was dropping back a lot? I mean, so it's kind of hard to judge because like, shout out. There, is, there is pressure <laughs> yeah. in his face more plays than not. Yes, no, the line is bad. Um, the pass rush gets to him real real fast and. Yeah, you there. But with that being said, he's not going to have a clean pocket 
every throw in the NFL. Exactly. And he's, exactly. He's, so he's making throws with hands in his face 15 yards down the field that aren't that accurate. And even you saw him miss a couple screens in that game. Yes. You saw him short uh, uh, short drop it to the to the wide receiver on a yeah. wide receiver and throw it behind him on another one. So Vintage Eli Manning plays, basically. Right. What, J- <laughs> what, what JC said is 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 true. There's people taking him at six was a mistake. Right, but but now we're moving. We on don't. To, we don't know that. We don't know. In that. terms of you, you, maybe you probably could have gotten him at seventeen. Yeah, in terms yes. of, in terms of yeah, yeah. player value at that moment in time, I think that drafting him, Mel Kuyper gave him a C plus for just that pick. Yeah, and it's true. He's he kind of expressed himself on Get Up in a way that was saying that he's good, just not at that pick, which everyone obviously knew. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, he's got the terrible offensive line. He's not going to be stepping back every play, mm-hmm. dropping back. Hopefully, he can stay in the pocket and get a good throw in. But yeah. at the same time, he can get comfortable. Yeah. From what yeah. I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, well, from what I'm reading, it's just—it's just bizarre to me why they. I, Haskins was such a better prospect. Like Haskins' average yard per attempt and completion were three yards more than Daniel Jones. Like that's crazy, and that's against better competition. And I know you're going to say product of the no, system at Duke. That Well, I'm kind of going to say that, but not in the way that you're, you're thinking I'm going to say it. Put, Daniel, put Dwayne Haskins on the Duke team. Does he put up significantly better stats than Daniel Jones? No, I think he's making more of those down-the-field throws than Daniel Jones did with hands in his face. But that's not the question. Well, Tiki Mike, you gave us two stats before the podcast. Oh. Um, do you want to choose? I, 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 well, this would be pro in the pro-Daniel Jones category. Um, two stats. One, the average time he had to throw in college was 1.75 seconds before the defensive end got in his face. The second one is he had the second most drops of any quarterback in college football. Nine percent of the of his throws got dropped. Do you think that's a credit to kind of how he throws the ball, where I, he places it? It could be because we, as I said, we watched some tape and he does like even on. Intermediate throws, like he does throw it behind the guys, you know what I'm saying? Right. His receivers yeah. also did drop some balls they should have there, caught. There was a play specifically that, like early in the Clemson game, where Dan Jones dropped back. He had a hand in his face almost immediately. The guy was running into him. He chucked the ball pretty far, like 45 yards. It hit the receiver right in the hands, and the receiver just dropped it. So it's like you, you would like to see more of those. Like those are the types of throws you're gonna need to make in the NFL if you want to be successful. I'm I don't know if he'll be able to do it. Golden Tate's not dropping those. Hopefully, listen. I don't think he's as bad as everyone. No, no, no. Shitting on him to be. Pardon my language. I just think like his upside isn't that great either. He's kind of. I mean, I see him as a game manager at best. Like mm-hmm. I, I see his best outcome being Eli Manning. Yeah, which. Yeah. Which Juicy would be balls. phenomenal, yeah. though, right? But that'd be phenomenal, right? That would be yeah. the absolute best case scenario. I don't, I don't see that happening. But I also don't think he's as bad as everyone. Yeah, if he's not motivated to prove every doubter, everyone who had their hands oh, yeah. in their face he, he after the pick, then we certainly chose the wrong man. And, oh, because he needs to be motivated to prove every single and, one of us wrong. And the other thing I'll say is, you're seeing a lot of these veteran quarterbacks like refusing to teach rookie quarter, like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. won't tutor or mentor another guy. This guy has been in Eli's camp, and I know that that's kind yeah. of being overplayed at this point, but Eli's going to teach him the ropes a little bit. He's not going to just neglect him. All, like, adding to that point, I I don't think we could have drafted a better character guy 
like at quarterback in this draft. If like I I don't know if anyone else saw the report, but as some of you may know, our sixth round cornerback did unfortunately get shot the day after he got drafted. A uh, very unfortunate situation. We won't get into that, but we'll totally get into that. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike Francesca's comment. Oh, I mean, the, if we're gonna bring up Mike Francesca, of course I'm gonna get into let's it. Let's slow it down. We don't want to bring up Mike in the first twenty minutes of the podcast. But there was two stats that I wanted to hear oh, from yeah. you about Daniel Jones. About one, his throwing speed, and two, his forty time. All right. Before before I get into that, oh, quick quick quick. Tan. Like we won't we won't really go into Mike Francesca. Uh, no, but, r- but kind of over. No, kind of on my Spread. point. Uh, Guy got shot. Daniel Jones was the first person on the Giants to call that guy in the hospital and make sure he's okay. That's that's awesome. That's exactly what I want to hear. Exactly, Out of your quarterback. Yeah, he, yeah he, that that I if Back if up. nothing else, I believe Daniel Jones has the ability to be a leader of men. Okay, I, that's that's a huge quality. Definitely yeah. something you expect from a Duke graduate. Exactly. Nonetheless, exactly. All right. So what were the stats you wanted? I'm sorry. So I wanted Daniel Jones' forty time. Yeah, and uh, an interesting stat on his throwing speed compared okay. to another prospect. Oh, a prospect to be named. Okay, so Daniel Jones for we we all know. I think actually it goes quite understated how mobile Daniel Jones is. Like he's he's pretty like not what, understated. I think that's one of the strengths of his game. Yeah, but his the, ability to move outside the pocket. It is one of it, if you're paying attention and not just and not just spouting Daniel Jones is trash. Why did the Giants take him at six? But at the same time, we've all been there. Why did they take him at six? Makes no sense. Regardless, he ran, I believe it was a four six three, four six two at the combine. Quick, faster than um, was it? It was faster than Josh Allen, who came in. wasn't a great passer last year, Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is definitely one of the more athletic, fat, like elusive, elusive. Yeah, who knew Josh Allen would be a pretty good mobile quarterback in the NFL? But at the same time, so he. He had the, the fast 40 time. We know he has wheels. We've seen it in the tape. But one of his biggest knocks that everyone seems to, like, regurgitate is, like, oh, arm strength. Oh, arm strength. Like, he, he might not have, like, he can't throw it 60 yards on a dime every time. But people also praise Dwayne Haskins. Oh, great arm strength. Oh, that that's one of his elite qualities. At the combine, they measure miles per hour. Like, how fast you throw like they, they take out the radar gun, like like, like, a, like a pitching prospect in the MLB. Take out a radar gun. They measure how fast you can throw to the left side, how fast you can throw to the right side. Daniel Jones came in at fifty four miles per hour on either side. I think it was like seven amongst qualified quarterbacks this year. Dwayne Haskins was two miles per hour lower, and about five prospects lower in uh, ball speed. Thoughts. Guy thoughts. Guy's weak. He's going to get fat, just like license plate guy <laughs> said. Just like Bad B. Brandon said. He's going to load up on that ice cream. and Jamarcus Russell. He might Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Couldn't Jamarcus Russell throw from his back, like on, well, just, laying down? What? Couldn't Jamarcus Russell throw like 80 yards laying down? Or so, I believe that, that, stats. that sounds like an urban legend that might be true about Jamarcus Russell. And or Bo Jackson. And or Bo Jackson. <laughs> could Bo throw? Bo could throw. Bro, he can do it. Bonos, but I yeah. think Dwayne Haskins is going to be a franchise quarterback because the Giants passed on him. Yeah, but franchise for the Redskins could mean you know thud. Who's the last good Redskins quarterback? Do we know? Alex Smith. <laughs> so, so the question stands. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's good. Uh, Alex Kirk Smith, Cousins. Alex Smith got curved by two teams. 
He got ghosted by two teams. <coughs> Alex Smith, one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I Hopefully, mean, when he gets I love Alex Smith. I hope he can come back. 49ers ghosted him, then the Chiefs, yeah. the Redskins. No, no one loves Alex Smith. Is Alex Smith still on the skins? He's not rostered by them. No, he, no he's, he's still there. Oh, but he got hurt. But he's just, I think I don't think he only has one leg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Alex Smith made a glass. Uh, Dwayne Haskins going to get fat. Moving on. Um, do we want to go back to Dexter Lawrence or you want to move on past? Uh, we talked about Dexter Lawrence. We talked about DeAndre Baker. We can move past. I want, I want to hear you try to pronounce our next Ah, uh, yes. The third rounder, O'Shaney Zimenez. Uh, I even wrote it out in parentheses. What, hyphen, what, uh, hyphen. Is that a language? Hyphenetically? Hyphenetically. Or oh, I, wow. Something like Phonetically? that. Phonetically? Yeah. Phonet something. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry. Venetian? Venetian. <laughs> <laughs> the word is totally escaping me. So the best thing I read about him was it helps with what they assume to be Betcher's blitz-intensive defense. Like, yes. awesome. Um, I hope every player on my line can blitz. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's like, this guy is one of those guys, like, he's in the same vein as uh, Ja'Kai Polite. He, they're what they're both third-round edges. Ja'Kai got taken. Ja'Kai is the third-round edges. They're both third-round edges. They both were, like, lauded for their physical physicality and, like, their freakish athleticism in college. Then they put up, like, kind of, like, average combines. Maybe they didn't do great in the interview, and they dropped. But these are guys, I think he, he fits – the mold of what Betcher wants out of an edge rusher. I we in we saw last year. Uh, we it, with those later with those later round uh, defensive picks, like we kind of got good value. RJ Ma- RJ McIntosh, we got BJ Hill. BJ Hill, yeah, yeah. And these are guys who I didn't really think of, but Betcher managed to get the best out of them, and hopefully manages to get more out of them. Yeah, you just gotta I, hope that yeah. what Betcher wants is what the Giants need to win. Right? At this point, any defensive prospect we take, I have to trust will contribute in some way. Because okay. if if I trust no one else, I trust James Betcher on the New York Giants. Okay. He, I mean, I would hope you trust him. Oh no, I do trust. We him. We have to. I'm actually afraid of how much I trust him because if he does, he's got if he does well next year with this Giants defense, he might get sniped for a head coaching job. Okay. Which which is greatly concerning to me. That's high praise. <laughs> um, we'll see. Next pick, we got bookmark it. I'm one bookmarking year from that. Now. One year from now, Betcher is going to be a head coach. We don't well, still want him. If, if the Giants' defense is good, with how well, like, do you think poor. they're going to be good? Make a make a stance. Do I think we're going to be good? Yeah, take I a think stance. we're going to be better than people think we are. Okay, but do you do you think the Giants' defense is good? And do you think I think our defense on paper coach? is terrible? Where do people That's, where do people think we are? Like, uh, can you give me a record where people think we'll end up, and then what you think we'll end up with Betcher's great defense? What the Giants as a whole, where we will end up as a defense or as a whole? What's our record as a whole? And then people know. think Giants are going zero sixteen this year. Okay, that that's that would be tough. Yeah, first pick again. Let's go. I don't think <laughs> anyone actually it. thinks the Giants are going oh no, sixteen. They still have Saquon Barkley. We, I, we don't even talk about him anymore, and he's still come on. Just, just because everyone's counting the Giants out, they're going to win the NFCs. So I think people think we're going to win like four games. for grabs every year. <laughs> every year, yeah. you cannot tell me who's winning the NFCs. That is the biggest crapshoot of it. So I think people think we're going to win four games. I think, I think the Giants are capable of winning at least six games. Okay. And I think, I don't think our defense is going to be good, but at like at like max potential, Bet Betcher does his job right. If we're if we're a top 15 defense, I am greatly impressed. 
What's uh what's the minimum games won by the Jets this year, uh, Junior? Probably six. So I would I would think we that's can, bare minimum tough I season. I think we can at least get six. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, I would win the slapback. Oh, 100 percent. But I think we're going to do better than six, and I think you're going to do worse than six. Oh. Think so. But if you got six, we would have to win two. Do you think Giants are going to win two games? No, I think you're going to win like five. I think if I we think win the less than four, there's okay. no way we can win less than four. Are we are we not? Are we worse than two seasons ago? Yes, probably. Probably. You mean two? Uh, two se- I mean just two seasons ago when we made the playoffs. Or no, that was no. that was three seasons ago. Three seasons ago. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. I think healthy anything could happen. You got a healthy football team definitely makes a huge. It's a difference. new system than two years ago. Also, systems yeah. mean everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As long as the Giants have a better training staff than the New York Yankees, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine the players stay on the field. <laughs> so we're, we'll shift right into round four. We'll get through the rest of these later round picks. Julian Love, another cornerback. Yep. Where is he at? A new Notre Dame. Yes, I don't know. I think he's Probably. at a Notre Dame. Uh, he's not really starting. So no, I mean, so here, here's the thing. I might be skipping, skipping like around a little bit. Go ahead. Skip. Um, we also drafted another quarterback, cornerback late. Mm-hmm. So that means we drafted three cornerbacks. This correct. I gotta think we're trading Janoris, Janoris Jenkins this year. Yeah, Jack. Rabbit's That's literally fine. the only explanation. We take DeAndre Baker. We take the other two. We still have Sam Beal, who didn't play at all last year, but we got him in the supplemental draft. So that's basically four rookie cornerbacks coming in, and we have a guy who's been underperforming, is getting paid like $13 million. That's prime trade bait. If we're really rebuilding, 100%. What does that get us? A draft pick yeah. for a team? Probably, a probably a th- like, I got to think best case scenario. We, not best case scenario, but realistically, we get a third. Best case, and I don't think we'll get a second. But best case, we get a second. Like a future second, that would be crazy. I would 100% take that. Yeah. I mean, any value you get plus the clearing of cap yeah. space. I mean, it's two years on this deal. Like, that just frees up 13, more, 13 mil more next year. We're going to be big spenders next year. I think we already have 90 million set with Eli coming off the books. So, you know, we'll see. So, sneaky good pick. Uh, the fifth round, we got Ryan Connolly, which is, you know, the position we wanted at six overall, linebacker. Yeah. Um, he's hope- He's a good Young linebacker with inside and outside talent. Big yeah. special teams guy from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So yeah. th- that's kind of where they're high on him. Like, he can make the big special teams yeah. difference even if he's not on the starting defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he – it's a it's a round five linebacker. Like, you're hoping special teams guy, like a starting special teams guy out of the fifth mm-hmm. round. That would be great. But, you know, I don't, I don't have terribly high hopes. We need linebacker depth. So if he makes the 53, like, that would be fantastic. Great. Sure. Yeah. Then they got Darius Slayton, wide receiver in the fifth round. I like that. Uh, I totally want you to read this because this was my favorite thing I read about him. In his final game, he had three receptions, all for touchdowns, of 74, 52, and 34 yards in the Music City Bowl Bowl versus Purdue. He set an Auburn record. He set Auburn records for receiving yards, 160, touchdowns, three, and longest TD catch, 74 yards for a game. Kind of a guy you want on your team, no? I mean, listen, we signed Golden Tate. We extended Sterling Shepard. What are those two guys have in top common? They're not tall. They're yes. not the big end zone. So you got the big guy yeah. here. I think he's 6'1". That's pretty big for a wide receiver, no? I think he's a little bigger. I'm pretty sure he's 6'2". But, so, at, the, but at the same time, you know big, guy, big guy, big uh, guy, 
big uh, fucking wingspan. Um, if I read it correctly, and if I heard the draft, the scouting reports correctly, he's actually very good open field blocker, which is what Sterling Shepard is praised for, which is what greatly benefits Saquon Barkley. I'm I'm all for it. If he can be like our fifth receiver, when the other guys get gassed, throw him out there. Maybe in the red in red zone sets, throw him out there. You're good. So Dan Salamone from he's a giant staff writer. He claimed that Darius Slayton had electric deep ball speed. Oh really? If that's on the field, electric deep ball speed, say no more, fam. I feel like we have a lot of that. Yeah. Corey Coleman could be that too. Golden Tate goes for some deep ones too. Sterling yeah. Shepard isn't really a deep on the sideline guy. He's more no. of an over the middle slant. He doesn't have break out corners. He, I mean he has speed, but he's not really gonna beat <laughs> corners over the top. He's very shifty with the route running. Well, Tate's good at the intermediate back shoulder throw. Yeah. He's yeah. really good at that. Really good. So, and and Eli can hit that, actually. Oh, no, he so can. So, if Eli's the starter, you know that's, you know that that's going to happen a couple of times. I like to times. call it the corner pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just feed him in the corner pocket. Hot pocket. The so, hot pocket. Hot pocket. All right, we'll be saying that all season. Yeah. Give him that, in the hot pocket. Get that on the uh, Okay, so, so we'll keep cruising yeah. here because no the Giants us. had, like, all the draft picks in the world. Uh, Corey Ballantyne at six. We already talked about him. Yeah. Man got shot. Got shot. Fuck Still Mike kicking. Francesa. He might be the truth. Paul Pierce got shot. He got shot. I mean, I'll stop talking about the Celtics. I'm sorry. No, he's the truth. He, <laughs> he's he the is truth. the truth. He's the truth. Just uh, because Mike Francesa shot on him, shot on him for getting shot, he will be the best football player to ever grace. We do. We do have to say all on, the, time. on the pod that we wish him a speedy recovery. No, wish him a speedy recovery and condolence. All the best. Condolences to his family too, going through a rough time. And, and, his, and friend, his friend, his, his friend, friend that died. Condolences to him. No, that's why I, I did mean his family, his friend's family. Like you know what I'm saying. He, it's crazy, and the fact that certain media pundits choose to make it a make that whole situation a point against the Giants organization as a whole is just absolutely ridiculous. I believe you tweeted about it too, JC. Right. So I saw something about Francesa um, and the whole kind of story behind it. I believe that was a from Salomon as well, but I could yeah. be wrong. They basically said the Giants used to kind of talk to Mike Francesa, feed him a little bit of information, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they cut that off. So Eli Francesa's, Manning stopped doing his show too. Yeah, exactly. Like weekly segment, this Eli Manning stopped doing that this year because Francesca's getting too crazy. Yeah, so he, I mean, yeah. what what does this guy expect? Everyone to just love him? At he's, that point, it just sounds like it's a personal vendetta yeah, personal against the vendetta. Giants, and that's why he's shitting on them. I for, think every other day I see another quote from Francesca just being an angry old man. Wow, 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 the Giants don't like me anymore. Uh, I'm just going to make crazy fucking headlines and just be a general asshole. Yeah, oh, maybe, my God. Maybe not all time, but... Currently, one of the worst radio hosts yeah. uh, about sports out. Can I, can I read? I, if there's somebody worse than him, Stephen I'm sorry. A. Yeah. Stephen A. is worse. Max Kellerman Stephen is A. Worse. is at least like exciting. Like some of his takes hit, but Francesa has just been off on every single like, sport. Stephen A. is an act. Francesa, I believe, yeah. actually acts like this in fucking real life. Can I read the quote? Does anyone love? Does his wife love him? Does his mother love him? Who? Francesa? Francesa? I don't think anybody loves him. He seems like a hard guy to love. Yeah. Hard guy to love. He definitely talks in a way that makes you think his mother did not hug him enough as a child. Nobody yeah. hugged him. Tiki Mike, I want to hear okay. the quote. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the quote. Big quotes guy. Right. This is quote Mike Francesa about... Uh, Anti. <laughs> about the unfortunate incident. Um, but when you finish your draft and stress how you went out of your way to take the right kind of guys... Guys that you want on the team, guys that are going to be great character guys, and you stress that as strongly as the Giants did, 
It looks pretty bad when one of them gets shot on a Saturday night. It does not look good. It's just more of the same for the Giants, who just can't get out of their own way no matter what they say. Yeah, that, that's crazy to me. I mean, the, the Giants do not have a reputation of drafting problem guys like the Chiefs Absolutely do. Not. Kareem, Tyreek, and now they drafted the guy in the third round with character problems. They don't have that. So the, the fact that yeah. he makes that generalization is absurd. Yeah, he's, he's headhunting, witch hunting, whatever you want to call it. He, he's got no traction. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. For, As our uh, president would like to say. God bless him. I hope one of these hit, but that's a freezing cold take, Mike. Freezing cold. Freezing cold. It's just a personal anger against the Giants for not coming on his show anymore. So sad. I mean, trust me, I feel your anger, but just like, you can't take it out on the guy. Like, don't take it out on John Mara. Take it out on Dave Gettleman. Don't take it out on the sixth-round cornerback who got shot and had his friend killed. I mean, he like, has no idea the it, circumstances yeah. of the situation. He's really just no talking one knows. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone knows why that guy got shot. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Some some beef. He took my cheeseburger. Weren't they leaving a restaurant? Yeah, I think they were leaving a restaurant after his draft party. Like, so, Sorry, that was, a, yeah. that was an ill-advised joke. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what did he eat that night? Oh, I don't know. Where where did he get hit? Where did he get clipped? Just like outside on the street, apparently. No, but like where on his body? Oh, his ass. His ass. Christ. That's tough. <laughs> Got some bad uh, boys too going on lay, up in here. He's just laying on his stomach and he's just he's just playing video Damn. games right now. You got to find him well, out on Fortnite. I, I don't want to make a joke about this, but JC, you got to be thinking about uh, Forrest Gump over here. Yeah, shot me right in the butt talks. Oh my god, we can't do this. Chase's favorite movie, <laughs> yeah. JC's favorite movie. Valentine, Corey, we, we wish you a speedy recovery. I think he actually got released from the hospital today. But prayers up to um, his teammate. So moving on, only two more draft picks uh, to talk about that we got. So George Asafo Ajay. Yes. How would I do on that name? I don't know. Yeah, I that's really, pretty wild. That's a, home, that's a hometown kid, though. He's a hometown kid. From, from the Bronx. The, that's right. You, you heard like he there was a quote i don't think there was like a whole article about him i know his, his i think they were homeless for a while his mom worked three jobs that's right single mom worked three jobs to get him to where he is and now it's all for he, the his, 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 he said his plan is to get his family out of that situation i i looked it up starting salary for a six round pick and it's like two to four million dollars so yeah he got yeah, that that's, that's it yeah that's good uh, good for him you know, the Giants choose a lot of young men who do it for their mama, and yeah. you gotta love that. I like the tri-state picks too. You know, yeah, you gotta, keep- especially with those late picks. It's like how many of those hit? You might as well take it on like a character guy. Yeah, take someone who can be comfortable, homegrown. You know, who play hard for the city because he loves it. You yeah, know? less worry about financials and oh, yeah. little things that don't matter to what's on the field. Especially with guys like this, like I feel like a big concern would be. You know, drafting him, making him move all the way across the country away from his family when they're in that type of situation. Probably pays harder if he doesn't have to worry about that. Exactly. And my favorite quote from him was, I truly believe I'm a dog. I can't wait for you guys to see that. Us too, George. Us too. Moving on to our our second Slayton of the draft. The first one was... Darius? Darius. This one's a defensive tackle. One of the last 10 picks in the draft. Oh. A Syracuse legend. Shout out, Babby Brandon. Syracuse legend, Syracuse god. But all we got that he's a yeah. D tackle from Syracuse. Uh, if anything comes of him, I will be greatly pleased. It's a seven round. Yeah. How can you not yeah, love a Syracuse legend? Yeah. All right. So we are, are we getting into this this segment? Our favorite segment. We no. got to go for it. We talked about the whole draft, and now we have to grade the other one. Now we have to grade him. Ugh. So do you want to Tiki Mike? No, start no, no off? You, lay, you lead off. I need to collect my thoughts here. All right. So starting off, actually, look, 
Can we start off with the with yeah. the? Let's with, get Junior to grade Gettleman first because we're gonna have skewed skewed opinions. You, you're going last. Still, Tiki yeah. Mike JC up sec. I will try to grade Gettleman from a third party objective kind of point of view here. The Daniel Jones pick is very bad in my opinion. Okay. Um, respectable. I don't think he did that bad with the rest. I like the Baker pick. I like Lawrence. We we looked at a graph, the same graph where, where we looked at Quinn and Williams yeah. had the the best pass rush to percent run block yeah. based on snap. It was but, pass rush effectiveness um, over like 400 snaps, and it also graded out rush block rush stopping percentage. Right. So basically, if you were in the top right corner, that was the yeah. top, and Quinnen was there, and Demarcus Lawrence was not <coughs> so far off. No. I like that pick actually. He was actually pretty high in the graph, like so it was graded like based on color, I guess. So Quinnen Williams. He was top right. He's the anomaly. He also played over 400 snaps. Uh, Dexter Lawrence was right up, up, right up there with like everyone, like all the top guys, but on significantly less snaps. I think it was only like 250 snaps because of Christian Wilkins taking the, the bulk of the starting snaps at that position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm ready to grade him on my own. With I, I want to hear your grade. With that being said, <laughs> C for me. C, C for you, a solid a flat C. C. A okay. flat C, the, the Daniel Jones pick is just too much. C's to getting degrees. In. That's actually higher than I thought you would But get. I'm going to give him a C. I liked, his other, I liked his other picks. Okay, so, you know, coming at me, I'm going to start off with my grade and then explain myself. Mm. He gets a D-, minus, the lowest grade for Gettleman I've given since we started the podcast. Not an F, though. Not an F. No, he's not failing yet. I mean, he's, he's damn near close, but... He basically put all the marbles in on Daniel Jones. Respect it. Obviously, you got to hammer any uh, bets you like. Yeah. Respect that part from Gettleman. He didn't go for immediate team needs. So it didn't seem like a win-now draft Mm. or really a win-now offseason. So with all things considered, I'm sticking with my D-. Plenty of room to improve. Would love to be wrong. Would love to be impressed. But right now, it doesn't seem like we're going to have a winning season next season, and we're going to find ourselves talking about the draft again this time next year instead of, you know, just watching playoff basketball because we're totally <laughs> going to be doing that. Zion, KD, you name it. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. So right to Tiki Mike. Okay. Uh, let's hear your grade. Okay. So as I'm sure most Giants fans felt immediately after number six, I every fiber of my being was screaming, give him an F when you grade him. Like, F, F, just like, I felt like it was such a botched pick at the time. But, you know, we go through, yeah, evaluate how the rest of the draft you goes. justify it in your head. Justify it in my head. Time heals all wounds. Um, as we said before, you learn things about Daniel Jones. Like, he obviously wasn't one of the top prospects, so we didn't know as much about him. Great character guy. Has, like, he's low-key good in some areas, but the tape isn't great. Uh, but... I think in the context of the whole draft, there was a report. John John Well Elway did admit to this that the Giants did try to trade up set from seventeen to ten with the Broncos to take Daniel Jones. So I think Gettleman was really, really considering taking Josh Allen. But he I guess it was all dependent on whether or not he could trade up to ten. When he couldn't trade up to ten, he was like, Fuck it. Let's take the QB, and I can't fault him for that. I really can't. If that's yeah. the guy if that's the guy. If he's your guy, you yeah. gotta take him. So I lo- I like the Dex. I really like the Dexter Lawrence pick. I really like the DeAndre Baker pick. Uh, I think how you spell how you say his name O'Shaney O'Shaney Zimenez. I think he could be low key good. I think Betcher, if anyone, 
can uh, bring out the best in a guy like that. Um, all that said, I am gonna go C minus. C minus. C minus. Just, just for now. Like when Daniel Jones hit, when we finally see Daniel Jones throw an NFL pass, <laughs> we'll we'll have a more accurate. Like I, I just don't know what to do. So, so but junior, I don't want to give him a D. Junior is the most optimistic about the Giants season. This is crazy. To there's me. no. <laughs> You gave the highest grade. How does that feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did. You guys are just very, very low on uh, yeah. Daniel Jones, which I I understand. But the rest of the draft wasn't so bad. So, uh, so do we do want to move like move out of like the depressing Daniel Jones talk? Yeah. The, uh, the future of the Giants. Now, you yeah. Wanna... We we want to try a new segment today. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do some trivia. Uh, our our uh, our host JC at his work desk. He has a, a calendar. And on that calendar, each day is a little bit of Giants trivia. We kind of just, like, tore some out. Uh, Tiki Mike Jr. shuffled some up, and he's going to uh, ask me and JC, and we're actually going to call in Bad B. Brandon for this. Oh, and I think we have him on the line. Bad so, B. Brandon, are you here? Hello? Hello? Okay, so we hello. got Bad B. Brandon here. Brandon, we're going for the new segment here. We got three trivia questions from Junior. Uh, we're going to see who does the best in trivia, and it'll be a continuing segment. They're all Giants trivia questions from my work desk calendar, you know, the day job. Uh, so, can I, just, can I just say one thing? Yeah, all uh, the things. Yeah, as a, as a bad beat Brandon here, um, I followed uh, JC's uh, picks tonight, and he told me that the yeah, Celtics were going to win, and they're down by 30 points right now. So. What? 30 points. That, 3 that's, 0? That is not going to cover. Big second Just, half by uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, game's I, not over. I've been watching this game for about like 10 minutes, and I swear to God, uh, Milwaukee has been shooting free throws the entire 10 minutes. It's like every time I turn back and look. They're just shooting free throws. That sounds right. like a hackathon. So let's get into these questions by Tiki Mike, or sorry, Tiki Mike Jr., a.k.a. Just Jr. A Jets fan? Or has Tiki Jr. Yeah, I'm going to ask the questions because you guys are the fans, so you guys are going to answer and put your knowledge to the test here. I'm just the host of this game. So uh, are okay. you are you right. ready, bad Yeah, right. let him ask. Let him ask. I'm, I'm, uh, some call me an expert, so uh, go ahead. Okay, well... So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question. I want responses from everyone. At the end of the question, I'll tell oh, you. We're playing at we're playing at once together. All right, I got it. All right, got it. Sorry. <laughs> it was a poor attempt at humor. Please continue. I thought it was, like, thought it was like an individual thing, and then it right, is individual. No, it's it. quite it's quite individual. I feel like you should let it's him like, ask the question. Is it like Jeopardy? We're like the first to. Bump no, it's not like Jeopardy. He's just asking the question. Uh, so yeah. we're gonna let him ask the question. Wait, I fucking hate Jeopardy. <laughs> All right, Bad B. The first question: Who is the only Giants player entering 2017 to catch a 99-yard touchdown pass? We're going to start it off easy. All right, very Bad easy. Bad B. So I want to hear your answer first. Entering 2017? Yeah, it, it's still true today. It's it, still true it's today. Still true 100%. To it's, still true, it's still true today. To catch a 99-yard touchdown. Yes. Correct. I know this one. As do I. I know it 100%. Well, you're reading it. Yeah, but I knew it even bef- before looking at the answer. Oh. Got Let's throw out a guess here. Come on, Bad we B. We've got three uh, questions total. I'm going to go with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Uh, that's 
Yeah, yeah. you guys. Can go. I get right, three, two, one? Victor, Victor Cruz. Cruz. And they you are legend. Yeah, they Victor are correct. Cruz. And that actually happened against the Jets, and that is how yeah. I was aware that that happened. <laughs> That's how we made the playoffs. Yeah, that yeah, is how the Giants the made the playoffs that year. So yeah, I don't remember that. Okay. I have a terrible memory. Just okay. Throw that out there. <laughs> so you're also you also cowboy. walked into a glass door. So it's like, that... I have a, am I allowed to Google these answers? No, you're not. You're also a Cowboys fan. It's probably why you don't know Giants trivia. Second question: <laughs> What Giants yeah. player? Tied for the league. What? Shut up. Just stop talking and he could say the question. <laughs> <laughs> what Giants player tied for the league with 17 tackles for loss in 2016? I'm going to go to JC first here. 17 tackles for a loss. In 2016, it was the league leading, tied for the league leading. Uh, 2017. It's got to be 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. Tackles for loss got to be like a lineman. I'll go. I'll go snacks. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Jason Pierre-Paul and That's Bad Beast. I was also gonna say JPP. Okay, none of you got that right. Really? It's a Olivia- wait, 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 wait! Don't, 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 don't let us guess again. No, it's uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's Olivier, Olivier Vernon. Vernon. I was gonna say him. Well, it was the only other answer. <laughs> yeah. It was either JP Olivier. we both we we said two of the three that it could have possibly been. Okay, so moving on to question number three. Okay. We have. I don't, I don't want the fans to know how bad we are. At- no, it's, it's just not. trivia. It's, it's just, all right. You're the only one who hasn't gotten the question. Yeah. Okay. Speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself. JC <laughs> and Tiki Mike with one. Bad beat Brandon with zero. Going into the third and final question. Could have to go into tiebreakers with JC and Tiki like Mike. T- tiebreakers. Oh, I'm only down by one. Okay. <laughs> get, let him ask it. Third question. What's... You can't even oh, let him God. speak. I, I can't with this guy. <laughs> let him go. Let him third go. question. What star wideout from North Carolina... Did the Giants? Wow, yeah. he got wow. it. There you go. That's correct. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he got the. All right. All right so I don't breakers. really know what to do. So we're Give just going to go one. with tiebreakers here. We're all tied. Everyone's tied going into the because Brandon just decided to shout out the question. I mean, but he I, was I right. Body, Ch- I just got by. I just bodied you guys in the paint. You guys, you guys we didn't. Body, we all had the chance to guess prior, except for that one where you just said he missed, <laughs> before he finished the question. It's tied. That should be a penalty next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, time, next time you shout out that answer, that's minus one. Big nose, I Brandon. Think, I think you guys are just jealous how know how well I know the Giants. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the here's a uh, OT number one question. Who was the leading tackler for the eleven win Giants in the 2016 season? Start with JC. Landon Collins. Yeah. Landon Collins. Yeah. All right, that is the answer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Landon Collins. <laughs> that is in fact the answer. So we're gonna have to move on to OT number. Let's go. Two. Name the Giants general manager from 1998 to 2006 who was inducted into the club's ring of honor. So easy. On three, Brandon? Yeah, I have no idea. One, <laughs> two, three. Tom Coughlin. Tom, no. What? What? Oh, 2006. What? So, JC, 2006? JC oh, I'm, I'm is wrong, and it's the general manager. So, that is the wrong question. It is not the head. That is not the right answer. It is the general manager, the GM, uh, not the head coach, damn, from 1998 to 2006. Oh, fuck. I know his... Ah. Brandon, do you have a guess? Can I get, like, a hint? Can no. I get, like, a hint? I can't believe what's I thought Tom's on. I'm not giving you a hint. Give me some initials. What if, yeah, 
I'll give you. I'll find. I'll give you a hint. His first name is a character on Sesame Street. Big Bird. Oscar Robertson. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oscar Robertson. Ernie. 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 Oh, Ernie Acorsi. Ernie Acorsi. Ernie Acorsi. Ernie Geller Acorsi. gets it. Geller with the I, win. I said, I that's it. No, but you didn't get the final name. You just gave it to Geller. That's all you did. All right, that's it for trivia. Brandon will give you a call back in a few. Thank you, Bad Beat. You want to say something? Here. Bye. Something along those lines. Wait, wait. Do, did you guys do Grady Gettleman? Yeah. We yeah. Did. Oh, you want to give your grade real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think he deserves an A plus. Yes. Yes. Why? Why? You know why? Tell us. Because I'm a big, I'm a big zag guy. You know, Z- zag when everyone thinks you're zigging. You know, <laughs> zig when you should have zagged. I think you know when there's a top defensive talent on the board, you take a, you take a third tier quarterback. Like, <laughs> what do that? Like, it's just, it's just great. It's just great general managing. And then when Montez Sweat is on the board, you take the other guy. Like, it's just, it's just good. It's just good managing. And on that note. The Bucks are now down by 29 points. I mean, the Celtics. The Bucks are and, down. Uh, I'm right. I doubled down on the Rockets now. So, uh, thanks for the call, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. Very interesting first take at trivia. We wanted to talk about finally uh, a little NBA hoops. Who we think has each series in the Eastern and Western Conference semifinals. So we'll start off with Bucks Celtics. Sounds like the Celtics and Bucks are about to split one one. Uh, what do you think, Tiki Mike? I think uh, I think Celtics still pull it out. I think the way their team is built, it's still like it's the perfect counter to Giannis. Even if they're going to drop it tonight, you knew. Yeah, I don't know what his stat line is right, right now, but I'm going to assume Giannis is having a freak game. This I, is the game to drop. Yeah, this is a game to drop. They already stole one. Though. Exactly. They stole one uh, away. Yeah. Every coach will say our goal is to win one of two away. If that's the, if those are the two games opening the series, they want to win one of two. They accomplished that already. I think they're exactly where they want to be. Al Horford's balling out. JC, as our resident uh, Celtics fan, what do you think of this series? Uh, Celtics are winning six or less. Six? It's not going into seven games. Well, I mean, six, six is respectable. Brogdon, if... If the Bucks pull away one of these home games for the Celtics back at the TD Garden with Brogdon back, it'll be a bit more of a scary series. I really thought the Celtics had this. It, it'll be interesting to see if Marcus Smart comes back on the court. But yeah. uh, what do you think, Junior? you think Celtics or Bucks? I actually think the Bucks are going to win. Okay. I think Giannis is the best player on that court right now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's not really to be questioned. I think he's going to – I think – He's got some talent around him. It's not like he doesn't. We've they, seen the best player lose before. Uh, it's true, but he it's <laughs> Chris Middleton can shoot, Brooke Lopez can shoot, Bledsoe's a tenacious defender and he can hit some weirdly decent shots. I I think the Bucks pull this one out. I think they're the more I think they have the most talented player. I think that's mm-hmm. what puts them over the edge. Okay. okay. So we go to the other battle in the East? Yeah. Uh you want to lead it off or should I lead it off? I don't care. Uh Raptors Sixers uh they split. Uh Raptors looked very dominant in the first in the first game. Uh, Sixers kind of came back. Um, I don't, even though I have a slap bet going with Brandon saying the Sixers are going to come out of the East. I don't think playoff Kawhi is to be denied. He is just too smooth. He's playing at another level. I love you, Kawhi Leonard. You're a robot designed in a lab to play basketball. That's that's all he was built to do, and he's doing it so well. Yeah, that's well said. I do think. 
that the Sixers should be able to pull it together. Joel Embiid with the two games with the flu. So kind of makes you wonder if he's healthy for game three, like full health. And I mean, Jimmy Butler came out with 30 points in game two to help them win it. You have to imagine that all these players come together at one point and it's just a smackdown on the Raptors. Yeah. But at the same time, the Raptors got firepower. They got Gasol. They got Lowry. Lowry plays good in the playoffs. So I don't, this is going to be the toughest one. I think I'm taking Raptors in seven. Yeah. It's, go, it's going to game seven. I think one. it has to go to seven. It's definitely going to seven. I'm on the Raptors side as well. I think the Raptors are actually coming out of the East. Yeah. I think they're they're playing their best ball right yeah. now. And I think that's that's they're going to come out of the We'd East. would love to see Simmons start draining three-pointers. But, he, you know. Not going to happen. Unicorns, rainbows, show ponies, whatever. Not happen. All right, so we're, we'll go over to the West. Take a little jet over Take to California. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we got the Tiki Time private jet here. Oh, yeah. Went over to uh, Oracle Arena where Golden State Warriors are playing the Rockets. Lead us off, JC. Tell us what you think of this. So game two is going on at 10.30 p.m. tonight. It's Tuesday, 4.30. Yes. Um, I'm taking, obviously, the Warriors. I think it goes to six games. Would love to see it go to seven and the Rockets win. Just doesn't seem that possible. Harden, obviously a threat. They got CP3 and they have Gordon, all shooters. Mix in Austin Rivers. <laughs> but at the same time, they're just not who they were last year uh, defensively. Yeah. So I don't really think they're good enough to come through and win this matchup or the next well, one. neither are the Warriors. The Warriors aren't as good defensively anymore either. Oh, no, they are yeah. not. That and they don't have fact. Boogie, but at the same time, they're still the Warriors. Yeah, with, with that being said... Don't let them get hot. Yeah, the... the, the Warriors and six. Harden's not going to get the foul calls that he does in the normal season in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The NBA already backed the referees no calling on... Really? On the, on the closeouts? Calls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They already backed the, the referees yeah, non-call. So, um, I, I'm... Um, Warriors all the way. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all in agreement. The Warriors are going to win the series. I would. I would like to voice my concerns about the Warriors. I don't know what team is going to be the one to take them down, but we know Clay is hurt. He's playing on a bum ankle. Steph Curry is also playing on a bum ankle. I. Th- it's not really showing up right now. But you know, if this series goes to seven games, the next series goes to six or seven games, what what's going to be the, how? How good is their conditioning going to be in the finals if they keep playing on injuries? They just have two of the top yeah. four players in the playoffs right now. It's probably it's, true. What, it's Giannis, Harden, Curry, and KD probably. Yeah. Those are the best four players in mm. the postseason right now. They have two of them. Yeah. Nikola Jokic. The, yeah, the Jokic, main factor. Jokic is a close five. <laughs> the main factor is that KD Kawhi. is hundred percent healthy. And he's he's got he's a god right now. So it's just full slim unanimous game. everyone's taking the yeah. Warriors, right? Warriors are coming out of the West, like I don't think anyone still doubts the, that. The so, bigger series in that is the Denver versus Portland. That's, that's a, a great series. That's, that's, that's got to be, the, gotta be the tightest one, probably after the Raptors Sixers, because that mm. one's just confusing on yeah. who the best player on that court is, even though it's obviously Kawhi. But moving to the Nuggets Trailblazers, who do you think the best player on that court is? Is it hands down Damian Lillard? No. No. No, it's not. And no, it's not. It's, it's not. definitely not. That's shooter. Jokic, Jokic is, is the most well-rounded player on that Jokic team. Is Jokic is putting up Shaq playoff numbers. He's too. fantastic. He, he's better. The, I mean, he's a pass, better passer. The passes he's, he's able to make, I just can't fathom. I, like, 
I don't know. I was I love how the whole great. time he's on the court, he's he's fluid. He's running around, and it looks like he's wearing flip flops. Like he's just the most lackadaisical. Like, looks like he's moving yeah. in slow motion. Slow motion, he but is. it works. He is down with the thickness, as they say. Down with the thickness. I but like that. If you had asked down me, with the thickness. I think we all are. I mean, we Everyone need. likes a little thickness. Everyone likes a little thickness. That's true. Down with the thickness. <laughs> moving on to hoops. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you had asked me two, three days ago, I might. I, I think I would have said Portland, but. I mean, Jokic looked really, really good last game. Yeah. I think, I think he's he's got to be the all around. But if Dame just put, starts putting up shots, it's. I think this one goes to seven. Also, I think. What that, about Beasley? Beasley I think on Dame, the Nuggets too. I think Portland. I think Portland pulls this one out. I think Dame and, and McCollum show up and. How many games? Seven. It's going to go to seven. We're but seeing another game The, the clutch shots from Dame and McCollum, I think, are what's going to win Portland. But okay. I'm not as sure as I was a few days ago. Okay. What about you? What do you got? How many games? Who's the winner? All right. So as much as I want to side with the Night King himself, ice in his veins, Damian Lillard, he, what he's done this playoffs, it's last series, it was just a sight to see. It was beautiful basketball. You love to see him son Paul George and Russell Westbrook like that. Just shut him up, especially after that whole Westbrook. I've been whooping that ass for years, boy. For years. Damian Lillard was just one of the most satisfying wins to a victory. Well, victories of a series I've ever seen, like, watching basketball. That being said, I think the Nuggets are a more well-rounded team. They're a better coach team. I really like Mike Malone. I think he's a very underrated basketball mind. I think they're just deeper. I in Jokic is still the best player on the court. So he he is he if Jokic can continue to put up like 25 30 point games with the close triple double stats, I don't see I don't see the Nuggets losing this series. But I also see it going probably to six or seven games. Let's call it seven games. Okay. It'll be a seven game series but the Nuggets will pull it out and then they get to lose to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. I'm going Nuggets in six. Okay. And I think they just kind of cut it off at home for that last win. But obviously, Joe your guy, Malik Beasley, Jamal Murray, do not let him get hot. Yeah. Do not let Jamal Murray get hot because he is a shooter and he'll shoot the lights out of that place. Uh, Mason Plumlee's been playing out of his mind. Gary Harris, another shooter. They have Isaiah Thomas still. You say Paul Millsap? You said Millsap, right? I didn't even say Paul Millsap. Yeah. Paul Millsap said Nikola Jokic is the best big man he's ever played with. I believe that. That's that's high praise. Paul Millsap's been around the league for a while. Played with Horford. Yeah, he played with Al Horford. Oh, so, that was a fun Hawks team. So at the same time, I mean, they don't even have Michael Porter Jr., their, their first round draft pick from last year. If they had him, what would be going on right now? That would be pretty much, crazy. But he, he, that guy's got some hops. I'm ready to see him next season. Wish he could come out in these playoffs. I guess I don't really know how out of the way that is, but I got Nuggets in six. So that's really it. We're done with football. We want to go watch the end of the Celtics game. They're already down by 30. They might be over. I mean, Define we. Well, they're, <laughs> down, they're down by 25, two minutes left. Uh, biggest comeback of the year coming up. JC's <laughs> fandom. Yeah. Riding on it. Gotta love to see his hard playing team. Great coach. But uh, anyways, we'll call it there. That'll be it from the Tiki Time crew. That's Teak One Time on Twitter. Tiki Time was taken. It was taken, unfortunately. Hope you had some fun with us today. Yeah, you got anything else to say, Tiki Mike? Uh, come back next week. Don't, sure, yeah. Don't press that button. Please, don't 